Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spill and Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're talking about why, why you need, need to watch, watch Riot and, and the Last Dragon. Dragon. Get ready because in today's episode, we're going to be giving our spoiler free thoughts on Disney's newest animated classic. Hey everyone, welcome to Spillin' Dis Tea, the podcast where we sip and spill on all things Disney. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome, grab yourself a cup of tea, and get ready to dive into the magical world of Disney. So, Raya is out. is here. She came. Literally speaking, where were we this time last year, Brayden? Um, we, we were lying to people onward. on Tumblr so about a Raya trailer. <laughs> That never came out. Hey, I had sources. <laughs> they were just incorrect. But it, that's fine because now we got the movie. It's here. It's here. And it's clearly we love it so much that this is the first of our Raya double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Because you know what? We don't want to exclude anyone who wasn't able to get to see the movie opening weekend. So we're going to give up our spoiler free thoughts this week because we really want to get out, get it out there. We love the movie so much. We've already seen it twice and we have a third time ready to rack it up and go watch it again. So we're going to give our spoiler free thoughts this week and next week we're going to dive in. So we're going to give you guys one more week to get on Disney Plus, get on Premiere Access. We know it's 30 bucks, but I'm telling you, it is worth it. It is absolutely i'd i'd pay another 30 bucks well <laughs> careful well, what you say I'd, I'd go to the theaters twice for this movie for sure yeah. so go get to a theater the theaters are open this is literally playing in ottawa theaters so to our ottawa folks get to a theaters if um, you feel safe doing that if you feel course. safe of course safety first safety first not, um if not to. that's why it's on premiere access but worth it t- worth it so worth it so i feel like you'll definitely watch this movie more than once too oh yeah so i feel like even that in itself yeah um, get a bunch of friends movie night everyone split five bucks and you know safe quarantine activity ryan the last dragon come on guys and it's a new disney princess yeah we know that Who's whenever for that whenever there's a princess movie it's not a nor nor no ordinary disney release no this is someone's about to be coronated at the parks so we need to take this shit seriously yeah <laughs> like everything just every aspect of yeah. it yeah what we did for our movie night is we bought on premiere access and we actually went to buy some popcorn at our local movie theater mm-hmm. because you know movie theater popcorn just hits it hits so different we got some candy and it was it we was brought the experience to our living room yeah we really did definitely watching it with uh with our like you know little roommate family it mm-hmm. was fun our own little happy bubble so it was good it was fun even the cats enjoyed it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah before we get into our beginning thoughts why don't we go over some disney news for the week yeah let's yeah. do it let's do it so not if you're in the u.s but if you are in other regions in the world um, Star has launched on Disney Plus, which is a new feature that has some of Disney's more, let's say, risque content. <laughs> Risky Disney. Um, Love yeah. It. <laughs> Most of it through acquisition of 20th Century Fox. Um, but there's a lot of stuff on there. From yeah. Family Guy to Love Victor, finally. A lot of the Hulu stuff is on there. 
So that's a big thing. And the trending section, which usually has stayed the same since launch. Yeah, um, has completely shifted. It's totally shifted. It looks, it almost resembles more of like a Netflix style trending section because like almost everything on it is like so many of these new films. And then you see like sprinkles of, you know, it's um, original animated content, but like it's like totally different now. Yeah. And there's just so much more onto it, too. And I think that this will be really good for attracting new people to Disney Plus or if not reattracting people that they did lose in the beginning, because now there's so much more stuff. And it's probably pulling all this content away from other streaming services. Yeah. And it's it's it sucks that they don't have it in the States because I guess there's licensing issues with Hulu and all that stuff. But hopefully they can get it because I feel like this just makes it like you know, the ultimate service. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to decide that it will be more worth their money because so much more content is on there. Yeah, for sure. I want to read out the trending section just to kind of show how crazy it is. Yeah. So, in descending order, we have WandaVision, Futurama, Criminal Minds, The Simpsons, which has always been a uh, top streamer, mm-hmm. Family Guy, 911, <laughs> Moana, Ryan the Last Dragon, American Dad, and then Agents of Shield. So like it's that just, says a lot. It's very mixed. Like it's, it's yeah, it like completely like it it looks the way Netflix does. You know, Netflix trending section very much encompasses like the various viewers that watch constantly. So it's it's kind of cool to see Disney Plus starting to starting starting to like push past its, you know, I'm only here for for nostalgia and yeah. there's so much more to it. And speaking of Disney Plus, WandaVision has completed its run mm-hmm. we won't spoil it yet because i feel like it's still fresh yeah but what are your thoughts on the finale um i really enjoyed it i think i watched a lot of fan theories like i think many wandavision fans have or maybe not maybe i'm just crazy so i think i had like all these expectations in my head mm-hmm. um so when i watched it i was kind of confused <laughs> but i rewatched it and like when you kind of like look at what they did with it i'm really yeah. happy with it and i'm excited to see what happens in doctor strange too that's all i'm gonna say oh my other thing is if you're not watching one division you really should watch it yeah yeah what about you i'm not gonna lie the finale kind of like wasn't as great as i hoped it would be but i think like very similar to you it's because i had all these like expectations in my head and all these theories and for some reason i just thought this is this is what has to happen you know like there has to be this villain and there has to be this plot and then we have to explore this in that way like obviously not but for some reason i just felt like all these things were going to happen that didn't so or, or that they were going to explore parts of the plot that they didn't and then so then when we got to the end it, like And again, it's like when you look at it as a a product on its own, it's good. It is good. I I should go back and rewatch the finale. But it just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, like you said, confused. It wasn't what I was expecting. But nonetheless, the the series as a whole was fantastic to me. I loved it. I was definitely missing out on my superhero content. And it was just kind of like nice. It was like, yeah, like this is what Marvel feels like again. So it was cool that at least WandaVision was able to bring me that. Yeah. Yeah. And also getting to just like explore Wanda and Vision, you know? I've always wanted to explore them a lot more. So it was really cool that they got their own series. Yeah. It and Wanda's was pretty in- sick. Like I those of you have haven't seen the finale, like you're gonna discover some stuff and i'm i'm excited to see where wanda's gonna end up in the future 
for Wanda fans, this is the show for you. For sure. So next up, we do have some park news. So California has announced that Disneyland can reopen on April 1st. That's kind of cool. I guess. Is it smart? I don't know. I'm not an American, so I'm not going to weigh in on that. But there'll be some magic open to a lot of Disney fans who have been missing out on this for for so long. And, you know, I'm sure Disney is will be right up to par with their safety protocols. So that's good news. Money for the mouse. Money for the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, Walt Disney World has managed to um, operate at a lower capacity and they seem to be there seems to not be a lot of cases coming from the park i you know have my own thoughts i don't know if i would want <laughs> to go to a theme park you know at this time but yeah. you know if that's something you want to do and you understand you know the risks and if you you be safe then you know you do at least you. it's open for you to do so now yeah and yeah. i think disneyland was a big one because a lot of um a lot of disneyland attendees are locals so that's somewhere yeah. where they go often it's just it's hard, you know, and, and the experience isn't the same. So I really wish that the prices were decreased to account for that. Yeah. Because, you know, I see videos of people in Epcot or pictures and there's construction everywhere. And, you know, like that's a normal thing that has to happen. But with all these closures and stuff, and I feel like it's not right to charge the same price. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'll get off my, my soapbox <laughs> for that. <laughs> And then, like, last bit of Disney news. Um, So 30% of Disney store locations in North America are set to close. So sorry, a lot of Disney stores are going to have to be out of a lot of our favorite malls. Um, A lot of this has to do with the pandemic and also online shopping. It's, like, kind of not even that surprising. So many stores these days are closing. Like, retail, brick and mortar, that's really not the vibe these days i think they were on their way especially with the pandemic the pandemic really pushed online shopping final nail in the coffin yeah um i'm surprised only 30 percent are closing it's crazy and then they they also um they they like rebranded their website like a few years ago too so it was disneystore.com now it's shop disney Mm -hmm. um so they've really put a lot of money into that and making it accessible and yeah um, like quick and easy and yeah for sure making a lot of money off of that not so much in the stores that's like a huge thing is like i think it's a city's cooler if it has a disney store in it it it's is like disney stores are so cool they are cool They're, I love it, going it is when when a mall particularly has a disney store you know that's like a bougie mall it might have a roller coaster in there too <laughs> yeah all right enough news let's get into the good stuff let's do it the good 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 stuff so drum roll please <laughs> A little guitar, please. So it's really interesting because originally we were going to do a full in-depth episode of Raya, really go into it and the characters and the world and all of that. But we decided to split it in half would be a lot cooler. So we're going to kind of divide up how we're going to do a review. In this episode, we're going to kind of look at more of the the general things of the movie, you know, like its stats, box office, the characters really briefly, how it tackled the culture, its animation, like so many things that we want to look at that don't necessarily have to do with the plot or spoil anything along those lines. So we're going to review those. 
because there's oh my god there's so much to talk about Mm -hmm. that honestly speaking like it's probably best for dividing this into two episodes and then in our next episode we'll really get into like the nitty-gritty of what is raya and who we are crowning and bringing into the disney universe so let's get it poppin let's get it poppin so let's start with some general stats about the movie. So, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon was released on March 5th, 2021 uh, by Walt Disney Animation Studios. It was directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada, co-directed by Paul Briggs and John Rippa. It's produced by Osnot Sure from Moana and Peter Del Vecco, who did Frozen and Frozen 2. Um, it had a budget of $100 million plus, probably around like 150 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Why am I saying stuff like that? Probably <laughs> had around Why are you upping their budget by $50 million? Because it's probably like their budgets are usually 150 for these animated films. Is that including the marketing budget? No. Okay. Usually not. Okay. Well then, okay. Then that, yeah, okay, man, call your shots then. Add, add another 50 mil to that. But honestly, that's pretty accurate. Well, I don't know because we're going to get in on the Raya marketing afterwards. And unfortunately, it has not had a great start. It made about $8.6 million at the domestic box office, um, which is behind. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was outgrossed by Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Did Tom and Jerry release this weekend? Uh, last weekend. On what? Um, HBO Max and <laughs> theaters. It must be because Ryan's thirty dollars. This is just strictly box office, though. Yeah. So it's not counting premiere access. It appears to be trending like somewhat on Disney Plus. Like it's you know it's in the top ten, but. It's not like shot to the top right away. So we'll see. But yeah, like honestly, I feel like a lot has to do with the fact that the marketing for Raya just wasn't there. Like it's so, so, so minimal in comparison to when you look at the marketing for the other revival films. Like, come on, Mm -hmm. even Ralph Breaks the Internet got hype. How come I'm not seeing any bananas with Sisu on it? But three months before Frozen 2 came out, Elsa and Anna were everywhere absolutely everywhere we worked in a toy store (laughs) yeah we worked in a toy store and like i'm pretty sure we had a frozen 2 section before the movie came out do you think there's a raya section in in our toy store probably not you know like that sucks because in my opinion raya is much much better than frozen 2 not putting down frozen 2 at all it's still a great movie in its own but disney really stepped up with their game with this movie and i feel like you know, the marketing should have been there to help support it. And like, I know that it's COVID and things aren't the same. We're not retaining and taking in information the same way that we were before when we were on the go. But Ratatouille the musical got a lot of lot of play. <laughs> you know, Raya, I'm on TikTok and I don't see Raya anywhere on my TikTok. And I'm on Disney Channel TikTok. I'm on Disney Animation TikTok. Like, I'm not seeing Raya anywhere. I'm not seeing Raya on my Instagram. I'm not seeing, I'm not hearing anyone talk about Raya besides us. And I'm like, even the other day when uh, probably what, what was it? A week or two ago, we were like, oh my gosh, Raya's coming out in two weeks. Like it felt, it feels too soon because there's no hype. And that has to have to do with it. You know, like my little sister, my 13 year old sister didn't know that Raya came out. Right. I watched this film and my little sister didn't know it came out. She was like, when does it come out? And I was like, it already came out. So I just feel like, like, what, what's going on, Disney? Like, why is there no, you know, awareness 
for this fantastic film. This isn't like throwing soul on Disney Plus or, you know, Mulan. Like, this is a film. So I'm just really surprised. And I think even soul had like a bigger yeah <laughs> yeah who knows maybe it will i don't know we'll see I, i'm like I, kind of waiting for it i've been waiting for it to build but i'm not i'm not seeing it and yeah. i'm just upset and i'm hoping that now that it's out like things will start to build so i guess we'll we'll see what happens within the week but i'm a little disappointed yeah it might just be a slow burn yeah i mean like at least it got a number one box office weekend opening <laughs> it's not by much you know a yeah. big margin but it got it it got it it got it and i think most of the box office has um taken a deep dive in general but also raya was blacklisted from some theaters in canada our theater cineplex which i'm pretty sure is an allegiance with um, Cinemark in the States. They are not playing Ryan the Last Dragon. Why? I have to look into the story a little bit more mm -hmm. before I speak on it, I think. Updates but I, next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give some updates for sure because I think it has to do with licensing and with Disney. Like, It, it definitely has to do with money for sure. Yeah. The theaters are, weren't getting what they wanted from Disney. But we'll see. Wow. I'll, 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 I'll come back next week. I'll do some homework. Um, I personally think Premiere Access is a... Like, it's bust. like... Bust. It is kind of a bust. And it's... I'll pay it. But it's still not something I... Want to pay. Want to pay. Yeah. It's too much. $35 here for us. Yeah. Um, 30 if you're in the States. It's just like maybe 20 15 Yeah. That's more digestible. It's excessive. And I'm like, I understand... The appeal to the family dynamic, the big bundle package, whatever. But like, come on. Premier Access is not really like working the way that Disney wants it to work, I don't think. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. They want, they need to make money. And, you know, they can't charge the price of a single movie ticket because it's on a streaming service. And there's all these factors that make sense. But it's also just as a consumer, like, I don't want to pay yeah. an extra $35 to watch a movie when I'm already paying monthly. Exactly. I'm surprised we didn't lower the price after seeing the response from Mulan. Yeah, because the response was bad. Like, I'm wondering if they were thinking that you know, it didn't do well on Premiere Access because the movie itself just had issues. But really and truly, it was a combination. Nobody wants to pay $30 to watch anything, to be honest. Anything. So, you know, it just kind of sucks that they didn't kind of take from that. Or at least, like, l lower it. Some $5. Give us something. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, it's interesting kind of tying this back to the box office because the low box office numbers also could be, we don't know what people are paying on Disney Plus, you know, we don't know how many people are buying it. Yeah. And it, 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 it'll be interesting to see if they bring Premiere Access back for Black Widow because they seem to be holding it. They don't want to put it onto Disney Plus because they want it to be profitable for them. But that's not looking like it's going to be likely in theaters until 2022 maybe late 2021 and and honestly i feel like your storyline's kind of gone natasha well you know we're kind of moving stole the thunder yeah being, like, like we've been moving in. right and it just kind of sucks that you know black widow was supposed to be our catalyst and now our catalyst is just being pushed back so much and because it's being pushed back it's like clearly there's no priority for disney so what what's the point they need to just throw that on disney plus now not even premiere access yeah 
And what I will say right now is please watch Ryan the Last Dragon. You need to support this because so many people say Disney does isn't not original anymore. And I do agree. Mm-hmm. But they do sometimes have gems like this. Yeah. This is their first original movie since Moana. Walt Disney Animation Studios, yes. I mean. And they animated the entire thing from home. From home. From home. And it's one of their most beautiful movies. I Gorgeous. like this is definitely something I believe should be supported. All of the the work and the research to to go and to to bring out the culture and like it's very clearly Disney had a plan and they executed it. Yeah, everyone on the project just did such a great job. And I think they definitely deserve to see their hard work being recognized. Yeah. So please go watch. Please. Over and over. Like I guarantee you, you're going to pay the money for this and you're going to watch it 10 times. Yeah, because we are already like we're like it's three days post and we're we're gearing up for our third watch, you know, so I think we're even holding ourselves back. We probably could have kept like (laughs) watching on our own or whatever. So. So Ryan the Last Dragon is Walt Disney Animation Studios' newest film. Um, it centers around Raya, who is a lone warrior on a quest to find the last dragon in order to stop uh, darkness that is threatening her homeland of Kumandra. Mm-hmm. So, so sad that that is the most of the plot we can talk about today because... That's one sentence that Brayden said is they dive way deep into that. So it's some really cool stuff that comes from it. But yeah, we can start off by kind of like looking at the world that Disney built, Kumandra. It is really new for Disney to to create a world that's so intently manufactured to like be explored, kind of like Pixar. Mm-hmm. Pixar is really, really good for, you know, creating these worlds. And that's why... Their, their sequels are able to thrive because you can get so many fantastic plots within these worlds that they've created. And finally, like, not that Disney hasn't created cool worlds in the past, but this is a new world that they really took the time to craft. And there's so much going on in it that not even the film was able to encompass half of what, half of what they showed us is, is, cap- is there, you know? Yeah, and I'll say that there's one of my, um, like, critiques, I guess, about it is with the world because it's so large, Mm -hmm. and they really do a good job at, like, mapping it out for you. We just don't get enough time to spend with it, which you can't in a movie, you know? You can't make a Disney movie, like, two and a half hours long. I mean, maybe one day. (laughs) But I definitely need more time with the movie, so I think rewatches will be warranted. Like you said, like, for what what they show you is just amazing so detailed it's it's very well thought out too yeah yeah definitely especially with like the representation of the people in the world we know that there are different clans within kumandra and you can see that each clan very much looks distinctly like different mm-hmm. you know like and the, the nice thing i really like about kumandra is that even though it is a southeast asian inspired community it's not solely uh, representing one culture it's not just representing thai people it's not just representing filipino people it's really taking the 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 features and the culture from so many different southeast asian countries and they've kind of amalgamated it into a world that is just so beautiful Mm -hmm. so beautiful just seeing the people like 
the detail that that the animators put into the characters like they they studied people the people of these communities and these countries and cultures and they recreated that and it just looks phenomenal yeah the animation on on raya she just looks like such a real person yeah um and that's something that i've loved i feel like the frozen girls lack this um in my opinion but definitely like moana and Raya have this this real sensibility to them mm-hmm. in their animation, but also in their uh, voice acting, which yeah. I think is a huge part. Um, Kelly Marie Tran is amazing. Oh, she did fantastic. She's such a good job. So good. And she voiced uh, little Raya and adult Raya. Yeah. So that was really cool to see her, how she was able to switch it up. And it, like, it just works so well because it's the same voice actress. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Ryan the Last Dragon is a Disney movie in all meanings of the word, but I feel like it also breaks molds, which I really like. Yeah, definitely. And it maybe still does fit within the Disney mold, but I like that. And I think it does, you know, it puts its feelers out there for, yeah. for something. Yeah, it's really cool because I was kind of getting the impression that they would be doing something new with this movie. So I was expecting something different, but at the same time, when you when you watch the film, you you still feel like you're watching a classic Disney animated film. And you know, this movie, I kept thinking to myself, like, this is this is it. I'm like, this is what we've been asking from Disney. This is literally you are you are taking your classic Disney essence, the magic that we all grew up with and we all love, and um, you're using the resources of the time that we're living in now, 2021, and you are creating something that's just amazing, like fantastic for the brain to look at and still keeping true to yourself. Like that's all we wanted. And they finally did it. And I'm just, oh, oh man, what a time. Mm-hmm. What a movie. We were really hyping this up. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly warranted. And it's great to see Disney introduce us uh, a new princess and it doesn't have to be musical and that's you know i'm very biased and i love musicals and i was definitely bummed when i initially found out that raya wasn't a musical but then i kind of embraced it for what it was and it's 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 such a different vibe Mm -hmm. but i i really love it yeah yeah it is i i was very much anticipating how i would like the film even though it wasn't a musical not that you know of course i love musicals i'm a musical person doesn't mean i don't dislike musicals or i don't i don't like non-musicals you know like i'm a normal person but as a a quote-unquote disney princess film they're all musicals you know so that's kind of it's interesting to see what the film would have turned out to be like without the music the only example we have of that is Brave. And as we all know, we don't like Brave that much. So I was... And Brave still like had songs. Yeah, and Brave know? still had some stuff, you know? So um, it was just really much like a foreign territory that Disney never played with. And honestly, didn't even miss it. There was so much going on in the plot and the film that you... There's no time for music. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I feel... I'm, I don't even know if music would have elevated it. I don't think it was necessary at all. It was perfect the way it was. And the score by yeah, James, and the James score. Newton Howard. The yeah. score itself definitely, it gives you what you were missing from the musical itself. And it, it carries it like effortlessly. And I think like music is still a part of the film. It's just not as much a part of it as other. Yeah, just not it's still in there. singing form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a much more realistic approach, yeah. which I like. Yeah. And then, yeah, like speaking of like, you know, being realistic, the 
animation style itself like disney just getting more and more realistic with their animation i remember watching frozen 2 and being like oh my goodness this is like insane i've never seen something animated so beautifully and then i i saw raya raya was like three four five times frozen 2 it was crazy and to think they did this from home is just absolutely baffling to me the the details on on the food and the kitchen i thought the kitchen the kitchen that we we see in the kingdom it's it's so beautiful that like the details and you could tell like it wasn't just like your regular old kitchen that we see in any other film it was very clearly a southeast asian palace kitchen and it was oh so gorgeous i just i couldn't stop looking at it like i don't even think i was paying attention to the plot i was looking at the details of you know the 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 staff and the food and the the bowls and cutler like it was just so pretty mm-hmm. it was great and then yeah like the cinematography as well like i again can't some get gorgeous shots there are some food. great shots like can't get too too much into the plot itself but there were some scenes that you know they look like they were live action shots they were animated as if they were directed as a live action film. And it, I just thought that was crazy. You know, it's very much, it's so different, right? Like Disney's never really done anything like this before. So like the shots, the composition is very well thought out. You can tell. Yeah. It just, you mm-hmm. can print these out as like posters if you wanted to. Yeah, for sure. And the color palette. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The film is just absolutely mind blowing to look at. And you see such a diverse landscape as well, which mm-hmm. is really cool. It kind of reminded me of Zootopia a little bit. Maybe not to the same extreme, but the yeah, you know. Let's talk about our Disney princess, Raya. Raya. So again, voiced by Kelly Marie Chan, who did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. What can we say about Raya? She looks awesome. You know, kind of like how we see her, um, the way that Raya is being depicted in like marketing and in the trailers and stuff, like raya just looks like a badass Mm -hmm. such a badass like and we haven't gotten a princess like who was just like tough as nails at their core the best we got i would say is moana and moana's just like brave you know she's not like a warrior she's not she doesn't have training of any sort like we see that in the teaser raya's been like a little baby ninja since you know whatever however long but with moana like we really like moana because of her heart and her bravery and 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 that's what she shows both raya like she's just from the get-go like there was never any hurdle she had to pass which was cool because like because of that because she was already an established character by the time we showed up in the plot we get to see her do even cooler things than princesses have even done in the past Mm -hmm. so she is a fantastic character definitely has shot up there in characters yeah in my favorite character list she's very indiana jones yeah i love it yeah and then we got sisu sisu Sisu. i'm gonna let you talk about sisu because i know you've had thoughts about sisu for like ever (laughs) yeah so sisu is the titular last dragon she's voiced by aquafina and aquafina did such a good job i really liked it i loved it i loved it i think aquafina fit sisu perfectly that was exactly what we needed Mm -hmm. you know i couldn't picture any other voice i was like this is fantastic she sold the funny scenes she sold the dramatic scenes Mm -hmm. there were like a few jokes that i was kind of like eh but (laughs) overall like i really liked it yeah i i really like what they did with sisu she's beautiful beautiful quirky character yeah um the self-deprecating yeah i know we kind of made a joke about that a few episodes back but honestly like it's not even like an overkill 
Like, yeah. it's like a funny couple of jokes and then that's fine. She's still a dragon and she knows she can still do whatever, the, you know, whatever dragons do. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. We'll, we'll tell the jokes in our next episode. <laughs> and then there's Tuk Tuk. Tuk Tuk. Yes, voiced by Alan Tudyk. He voiced Hey Hey. And he voiced Hey Hey. I mean, among others, he voiced like, you know. <laughs> but Hey Hey is like our prized possession here. Yeah. <laughs> Another just cute, adorable sidekick. Of course, mandatory that we need one of those. But honestly, like, Tuk Tuk takes the cake. He's useful. He's so useful. He's her mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. What is he? He's, he's like an armadillo bug cute like, thing. Yeah. He's like part everything. The yeah. animals in this movie are not real animals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Avatar, The Last Airbender, where they're all a mix of something. Yeah. And it's really interesting because like this is definitely like the first princess sidekick. That's like a weird, not real animal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean. Don't count the cutlery. No, I was going to say Mushu. <laughs> Because he's like a But Mushu's creature. a dragon. Like a dragon is a thing. You oh, you know? mean like a new like Yeah, Tuk Tuk is like not even a thing. He um, he's just like an amalgamation of a bunch of creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a really good ensemble cast as well. So Raya and Sisu kind of join this um, misfit gang together on their journey. So we got Boone. Mm-hmm. He is an entrepreneur. Yes. That's a great way to to describe him. He is a little entrepreneur. Love it. We got Baby Noi, who's a little con baby. Yeah, we love a con baby. And not far behind her are her Ongis. Which are also another mythical creature, another like amalgamation of creatures. We have no idea what the Ongis are, but you know. They're apparently, they're part monkey and part catfish. Part monkey, part catfish? Apparently. It, how did you get that information? I think one of like the artists said it on an oh. interview. I saw it somewhere. There's got to be something online that says what Tuk Tuk is then. A third pill bug, third armadillo, and third pug hybrid. Oh, I was close. Oh, the pug. That's probably his face. Oh, that's so cute. Love Tuk Tuk. And then we have Tong, Mm -hmm. who is the formidable giant. I can't really, like, we can't really really talk about them, but that's fine. Like, we're going to go so deep into them next week and kind of, like, where they've come from and how they, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be good. Which was your favorite out of the ensemble? Um, Boone. Yeah. Boone is suave. He knows what he wants. He's an entrepreneur. As a entrepreneur, I got to give another entrepreneur his props. You know, and he's and honestly like he was just really entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I know who you're gonna say. I think he's my favorite. Too. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Noi. <laughs> no, no, it's not my favorite. Honestly, like I didn't hate Natalie. Noi, I want to punch it, but I didn't love. I didn't love Noi. I love the Angies though. The Angies are close. Yeah. Like when I think of like the group, I kind of just think of like like Raya, Sisu, Boone, Angies, Tong, and Noi are kind of like there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even noi the it's literally noi and her ongies <laughs> no. she doesn't even get a spot at the table i ain't buying the noi pop figure he has the ongies but not noi <laughs> <laughs> and then the last character we have is namari um she is our third female protagonist and honestly 
can't go that deep into her because unfortunately we didn't know that much about her before the movie came out but i'm gonna say she's one of my favorite disney characters in the entire disney verse she is everything we needed everything the disney universe needed yeah namari's probably one of the breakup the movie does a really good job at giving us three heroines Mm -hmm. and three very different heroines that have very different perspectives and designs yeah which is important yes yes the designs namari's design is just phenomenal i i love how bold they were with with everything and Mm -hmm. it just and it wasn't even a thing just they were like here's this movie here's three bad there you go yeah you know so what do you Um, rate it let's should we should well i feel like everyone we should wait i feel like our all of you guys are kind of getting the vibes that we've got like really good um a really good rating for the film but we'll we'll save our actual ratings for next week keep you on your toes overall i think this is another gem Mm -hmm. in disney's filmography i definitely recommend it i think you will love it it's a beauty to behold it really is yeah it's great it is i think ryan the last dragon did absolutely everything and i it may be too early i'm not sure but if another disney era was coming raya is starting it i like that Mm -hmm. are you suggesting the disney revival is over i don't know if yes and you know why i say yes because disney's revived it's back now it doesn't need these films to revive it because it's it's here disney plus has secured its place and disney has made it very clear that we're about to dominate for the next couple of years so get used to it mm-hmm. right and all we we keep giving them our money anyway so yeah i think disney's back and you know i think that the characters that we got from Ryan the last dragon are just the beginning i think moving forward we're gonna start to see a bunch of disney's gonna start to to go down the routes that we want, that we want to see. We're going to start seeing stuff that we want to see. Like, we're bored now. Let's start to see some more cool stuff. And I think Disney is ready to start making that step. Are we entering an experimental era? No, oh, don't say that. It triggers me. <laughs> <laughs> the experimental era is like the 2000s. <laughs> Chicken Little. Stop. <laughs> well, that's it today for our first take on rye and the last dragon we hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did talking about it please be sure to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, apple spotify spotify follow us on instagram instagram and twitter twitter and if you'd like to share your thoughts with us on today's episode and topic please be sure to shoot us an email at spillandisteapodcast at gmail.com be sure to rate us leave us a review it really helps us out and share it with all of your friends and fellow disney fanatics you can reach us individually myself at sakura mj on twitter Twitter and Instagram. And you can reach me at Braden Rosman on Instagram and at Braden C. Rosman on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, place out, Zach. Zach.